welcome to my podcast, The Survival Guide of a Psychic Medium, Episode 3. This is your intuitive friend, Stacy, aka Kittermoon. And today's topic is raising your vibration. I will give some simple and quick 12 tips on how to raise your energy and vibration. And also, of course, everyone's favorite, the Q&A. After several requests, I will try to add more questions from listeners in future episodes. So thank you so much for writing in. I really do appreciate it. So let's get down to the basics of vibration and energy. Energy is important, period. Whether you are psychic or not, the energy you carry, give out, and surround yourself with is so important in this life, especially even more so when you are psychic because you feel it so much stronger than the average person. You can walk into the room and right away pick up overall what people in the room are about and who they are. You can tell if someone is having a bad day or if they are a shy person or not, etc., etc. Because we pick it up all the time, we often forget it's other people's energy and not ours. A major practice needed is to always center yourself every day. Seriously. Grounding is so important if it keeps us present in this reality and focused on what is us and what is them. You don't want to spend the day feeling off because you're taking someone else's projection. If you don't know how to ground and center yourself, there are many great teachings out there, both ancient and new. The most important is to go with what fits you best and even adjusting it the way you like. For myself personally, I do a quick daily gratitude list that I have on a piece of water. I clear my mind, I ground myself, and I put all my best intentions and energy into that water. I read it, I take a sip, and then I center myself physically. For me, that's stretching. I love to stretch. And in my older age, stretching is so important, especially when you get up in the morning. My mini workout stretch is about 10 minutes. Yeah, 10 minutes long. And afterwards, as I get ready, brushing my hair, I talk to myself and, well, I have a mini heart to heart. Sometimes I acknowledge out loud I'm feeling sad or happy and why I'm feeling these feelings, etc. Um, it could be anything. So we talk at ourselves all the time, but by talking to the mirror, we're having a mini powwow to ourselves and not at ourselves. I know it sounds weird and sometimes I, <laughs> I do feel weird doing it, but it works so much. In the evening before I go to bed, I lay there and I do my major energy work. I clear and I ground all my chakras, rooting myself to the earth and to the heavens and of course to my higher self. I always see with my own eyes, my aura and energy surrounding the whole room, whirling and clearing and re-energizing. Sometimes I communicate with my higher self, you know, do a little check-in and maybe listen to my guides or my angels, etc., etc. So how to raise your vibration. Many people hear you need to raise your vibration and automatically think it's going to be a tough road of hardcore meditation and living the life of a monk. It's actually very simple and a great way to live your life by doing these easy steps. Life is busy and, well, pretty chaotic, so please don't put pressure on yourself trying to achieve all these steps all the time. 
It's okay to have bad days and be moody and grumpy. Allow yourself to have those bad moments and then process it and move on. You don't have to be militant. Tip number one, go for a walk outside. I'm told this constantly by my guides to get out and walk in nature. If you live in a busy city like I do, a park will do just fine. You don't have to drive out in the middle of the wilderness to connect and ground with nature. Getting out in the clear air with the sun and being one with Mother Nature is a great therapy for your soul. Have those random conversations in your mind. It's a great way of getting more thoughts and ideas flowing. Tip number two, think positive thoughts. What you think is what you become. Practicing more positive thoughts allows you to attract higher vibration to you. Similarly, thinking negative mean thoughts all the time will attract heavier or dense energy. Sometimes our minds are loud and will say something mean no matter what, unfortunately. (laughs) When this happens, I let it have its say and then I count it back with something positive. Over time, this becomes a healthy habit and those angry, mean voices, they seem to pop up less. Tip number three, meditation and breathing. Take a moment each day, if you can. To stop and allow yourself to be present within. Meditate and center yourself. Feel and hear your breathing. The more you train yourself to be present, the higher your vibration and consciousness will evolve. I was always someone that thought way too far in the future and put such huge goals for something I hadn't even started yet. Allowing myself to be more present has taught me to be more conscious of what reality is. This also helps calm your nerves, especially if you are anxious or nervous. Practicing being present is the fastest way to raising your vibration and expanding your spiritual growth. Tip number four, forgiveness. Forgiveness is not condoning the bad behavior, but it's letting go. You don't have to forgive everything you are holding on to in one go. Doing it bit by bit will allow whatever is hurting you to come up to the surface so that you can let it go. You're not saying it was okay or just ignoring what happened, but rather you're simply letting go of that negative sadness. Face the emotion you need to let go and see it for what it really is. Give it love. Thank it for protecting you. Its work is done. And now let it go. This tip is the hardest for a lot of people. And to be honest with you, including myself, understanding that forgiveness is not the same as condoning was a huge step for me. After accepting this, the rest just fluttered away like magic and the relief was amazing. Tip number five, surround yourself with beauty. Having a peaceful, beautiful environment easily raises your vibration. I'm an artist and I collect a lot of artwork. Surrounding myself with artwork that I admire always puts me in a good mood. Making sure your home is not cluttered or dirty is part of the beauty. Express your beauty throughout your home. You know what? Splurge and get some new pillows. Uh, Maybe even a plant or flowers. I mean, beautiful flowers does wonders. Some people 
like to practice feng shui and feel that instant change in energy in their home for the better. Your surrounding has a big impact on how you feel on the inside. I often say a person's home is a reflection of their soul, and I truly do believe that. Tip six, good vibes only relationships. Make sure your relationships with other people, romantic, friend, or family are with the people who always, and now I mean always, lift you up and always are there for you in need. Toxic relationships will always pull your vibration down instantly. It's okay to walk away from those that hurt you or use you. If they can't understand why you can't have them in your life or make a change, then they weren't meant to be in a relationship with you in the first place. Sometimes we outgrow people and that's totally fine. I mean, we can't all be on the same course or the same level forever. Once you let go of the toxic people, it will make more room for the good vibes only people. Tip number seven, consume positive entertainment and hobbies. Are you on social media too much? Feeling bad after watching another crappy reality TV show? These are signs you need to step back from what you're consuming. It's okay to go on Instagram and enjoy those pretty or funny pictures. However, once it turns into feeling of wishful thinking or comparing yourself, then it's no longer benefiting your spirit. Change what kind of social media you follow or simply step back and get rid of it. Same goes with TV. If you feel you are wasting your time watching a crappy show, then just stop. You won't be missing out. Pursue hobbies that make you happy. Allow yourself to express your creative spirit or even physically like dance or running, whichever you enjoy. And by the way, if you like something like horror movies and wonder, oh no, that's low vibration, don't worry. It isn't if you enjoy the thrill of a horror movie that in which it gives you and, well, you feel happy or giddy after watching one. On the other hand, if you are feeling extremely scared or sick after watching something scary, then, well, that's not very good for you. Tip number eight, eat better. This one doesn't need much explanation. You are what you eat. You don't have to be on a diet in order to feel you are being healthy. Diets can turn toxic and become more about control and perfection, and that's not a high vibe. Eating fresh fruits, greens, fresh bread, and even homemade ice cream is okay. It's all a balance. Too much of one is never a good thing. As long as you tune into your body and feed it what it needs, your body will automatically feel good. Tip number nine, no smoking. And no excessive drinking. Smoking for ceremonial purposes is okay. The context of why you're doing it is different. But smoking or vaping just because trashes your body. Being able to breathe in clearly with clean air is healthy. Not just for your body, but also for your spirit. Social drinking is fine, but if you're ending every day with a glass of wine or two or three or more, this is not helping your vibration to express itself clearly. Your vibration will become sluggish and confused and drained. 
If you're doing meditative work or spiritual work, never consume alcohol before. Tip number 10, generosity. Sometimes we get bogged down with everyday tasks and don't take the time to give some generosity to others. It's a great way to remind yourself you are a caring person. It's a great booster for your vibration when you can be kind just because and not because you're expecting something in return or feeding off of the thanks you get from others. If you feel lonely, maybe spend some time helping someone else. It can be as small or big as you like. Hey, a simple cup of coffee or a box of food can have a great impact on someone in need. Of course, you can always donate items or money as well. Tip number 11, gratitude. This is an easy one. You can simply just look around yourself and list off all the things you see that you're grateful for. If you feel sad or negative energies within, expressing gratitude is a great way to kill those negative thoughts. You can't feel angry or fearful when you are expressing gratitude. Even with spiritual work, recognize and show gratitude for the accomplishments you have made. We often quickly move on to the next task at hand, and God knows I do that too, and we end up not giving ourselves a pat on the back. It's okay to show some gratitude for yourself as well. Last but not least, tip number 12, love and self-love. Ask yourself, what is love and what does it feel and mean to you? Once you are able to understand, that allows yourself to feel that love and express it to others you care about. Just practicing these tips to raise your vibration is an act of self-love. So that is the last part of my segment and my favorite segment now is the Q&A. Just a reminder, these are my opinions, so please take them as such. Dear Kinamoon, I think I know who my twin flame is, but how do I know for certain? What is the difference between a twin flame and a soulmate? Is it the person you are meant to be with forever? Uh, Faye. Hi, Faye. Thank you so much for sending in your question. Now, the term twin flame and soulmate pops up everywhere, and it is so confusing knowing exactly what the difference is since there are so many explanations. I personally don't focus so much on whether a person I have a connection with is a twin, a soulmate, or a karmic. Every relationship and connection is important, and being one or the other doesn't make it any more important or better. Overall, from what the universe has taught me is these titles we have used to put certain labels on people and how and why we connect with is not exactly what we assume is correct. In all honesty, it's a lot more complicated than we realize, yet, well, simplistic at the same time. To not go down too far down the rabbit hole, let me simply do it the best way I can. Time is a concept we have made because we grow old. 
In reality, time is not forward and back. It's always here in the now all at once. Now, if you're a science buff and understand the basics of relativity, you might be familiar with what I'm talking about. So we are always here in the now, but yet all of our energy is everywhere else. So your twin is a part of you, the closest energy in alignment to your soul, because we are all connected to certain degrees. Your soul is not split into a twin. It is part of you experiencing another life. This is how you expand and learn a lot faster on a soul level expressing, and the easiest way I can explain it, like expressing your yin and yang. Everyone has a twin and some have multiple. Being with a twin can make you feel whole since you are vibing at that same frequency and at the core are the same, but you are living different soul journeys. Twins don't have to be in a romantic relationship. From what I have witnessed over the decades, most twins are of the opposite sex or the same sex, but always one is expressing themselves more feminine and the other more masculine. This is often because you are exercising the reality of living out these two energies at once. Being in a relationship with your twin can be very heightening and passionate, yet huh, also difficult because your energies are the same, yet their expression is so different with how you are going about in your journey. Gosh, I hope I'm not losing you now. I mean, this concept is so hard to put into words that doesn't sound like I'm going too out there. <laughs> so overall, this person could be your twin, but from what I have witnessed, it's pretty rare to come in contact with your twin. In most cases, souls decide to have twins to be very far from each other. I have witnessed many that have lived on opposite sides of the globe. Some are not even on earth. You can choose to experience this reality on earth while your twin is experiencing another reality in another dimension. Now, not to say twins never meet. They do. There are some I have met that have made it their plan to meet and be close to work out some deep soul issues together. But overall, it's important to remember your twin is meant to live out their journey and you yours, whether you are in union or not. So now that brings soulmate. So soulmate is pretty self-explanatory. It's a soul you had a connection with before. Your soulmate can be anyone, a family member, friend, teacher, sibling, etc., it's not always romantic based, but because you have a connection before, you will notice there is a connection or overall, it's easy to feel comfortable with this person and get to know them really well at an accelerated rate. Soulmates can come and go and some will stay longer for certain reasons. I have great soulmates that we both recalled our lives together and funny enough, one in particular we always came into each other's lives when we needed joy during pretty difficult transition in our lives. But as I grew more into my journey, my lovely friend was not ready and our journey together just stopped. She went her way and I went mine and it happens all the time. But 
I will say I appreciate the experience and sometimes we just outgrow people and that's fine. And this brings us to karmic relationships. So karmic relationships are someone that you haven't had a soul connection with yet. This person is in your life to learn something from you or you are learning something from them or it's simply to balance out the energy. Most people say karmic relationships are intense and passionate, but in my experience, this isn't always true. There's a deep connection and energy you are building with someone, and within that involves lessons in itself. Playing out the lessons is what makes it karmic. It has nothing to do with romantic love or lust. Often people get confused that all these terms of twin, soulmate, and karmic are all centered around romance and passion, and this could be further from the truth. Yes, it happens, but it's not why it happens. Karmic relationships can't be a twin or soulmate, but from reading past souls and lives, I have come across karmic relationships over time that did become soulmate. But this is after a couple lifetimes together under certain situations your relationships were about. Last but not least to answer your question, no, you do not need to be with a twin flame, soulmate, or karmic forever. You have free will. You can choose if you want to be with someone or not, and they have a choice as well. The title of what the connection is guess what? It's not important. I hope my, well, not so simplified explanation helped. (laughs) Next question. Kiddo Moon, I have seen orbs my whole life. Are these spirits? I can't hear or get any messages about what they are. I wish I could understand what they are. Please help me. uh, Gilbert. Hi, Gilbert. So, Gilbert, orbs can be spirit or simply just pockets of energy. They can also be your energy as well or even elementals. I personally see little sparks often around me and very frequently when I'm doing spiritual work and, of course, meditation. Sometimes it's my guides or angels, but most of the times I notice it's myself. We are such strong, vibrational, energetic beings. We can create little energy bubbles. With spirit orbs, I find they often come in groups of souls. Now, when I get some in pictures and I enlarge it, I often see several faces, not just one. Other times outside, I have seen energy orbs zoom by, and usually those feel elemental to me. I only feel elemental energy strongly in certain areas of places in the world, Not to say they're not everywhere, but I do notice in some places there are just more of them in certain parts of the world. But I digress. (laughs) Yes, orbs overall is energy. You can be seeing your guides or your angels in orb form as well, but usually their high vibration will make these orbs shine extra bright, sometimes blinding from what I have seen. And... Even animal spirit can come in orbs as well. If you wish to see exactly what your orbs are, I would ground and connect with your higher self and ask your guides protection before tuning in. I personally don't invite unwanted energies in my home, but it is your choice. 
It will take time, but as your senses grow, you will start to feel more and obtain more information about what these orbs are. If you feel an outside presence that is not yours, like it's not your energy or feeling, then then this is most likely a spiritual orb. Now, if it is a higher vibrational energy, you will feel energized and sort of like on an adrenaline rush. If you feel calm and it resonates with you, it's probably your energy. Now, if it is your energy, I would ground more. You might be leaking out too much of your vibrational energy and it can leave you feeling drained. And it can also leave you feeling more vulnerable for more spirits visiting. Because your energy, it's like an extra bright light bulb. So... In either case, grounding and centering is so important. Tuning into your question, I did see right away a dog spirit in this orb, um, a brown colored dog and looks like a greyhound breed. I also see part of your energy field being released too much. So sometimes your orbs are your own energy and this dog spirit that has passed on. Now, I don't read and channel for Q&A, but I do see the Simpsons cartoon, um, that dog, Santa, uh, Santa's little helper. Hopefully this makes sense to you. Write back and let me know if this helps and remember, ground yourself. Hi, Kid Moon Stacy. You mentioned before you have seen ghosts and spirits your whole life. Do you have any amazing stories? The spookier the better. Little waterfall. Hi, Waterfall, or I should say, hi, Little Waterfall. Oh my, yes, I have so many tales to tell, and yes, some are way too scary. I do have some great, beautiful stories as well, but maybe in another episode, I will share some spooky ghost tales. Most of these stories are too long to mention on this Q&A segment, but tune into future episodes and I might do my version of The Crypt Keeper. That's right, Tales from the Crypt TV show. If you didn't grow up in the early 90s, you probably have no idea what show I'm talking about. But it was one of my favorite shows as a kid. In hindsight, I probably shouldn't have been watching it that young. (laughs) Thank you so much for writing in, Waterfall. Um, Maybe my future episode will be extra spookier just for you. So this concludes episode three of the Survival Guide of a Psychic Medium. Each episode is uploaded every Thursday, so if you would like to send in a question for me to answer, you can do so via my website, kiddomoon.com, or simply email me at kiddomoon at gmail.com. I'm also on Instagram under the same name, kiddomoon. Now remember, stay kind to yourself and to others. Talk to you next time! 